Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is Mr. Chad Alio. Uh, Chad is a publishing consultant at selfpublishing.com. He's a motivational speaker uh, and the author of multiple books, including Breaking the Charts in his upcoming book called The Book on High Ticket Sales. Uh, in the last five years, he's talked to over, this is crazy stat, y'all, uh, over 5,000 aspiring authors have talked to Chad one-on-one. Um, he's helped a ton of them uh, take the leap to get started with their book. Uh, and through these calls, he's discovered uh, the difference between why some authors make it and why other authors don't. Um, this has been a long time coming. Chad has been just a huge, huge, huge part of uh, our growth at selfpublishing.com and a big part of the reason why we've grown so quickly. And so uh, he he knows a lot of things well, sales well, he knows books well, he knows real estate investing well. Um, but did, today we're going to dive into kind of two things. So we're going to talk about, I mean, obviously 5,000 one-on-one conversations, a lot of lessons learned there in the trenches that I think will be helpful for everyone listening to this or watching this. But then we'll also talk about um, his book coming up and the process of high ticket sales. So if you're thinking about as an author, uh, you know, doing sales to to grow your business or build a, a business off the back end of the book. Or if you're curious about getting into high ticket sales, that piece will be really interesting. So we got a lot of ground to cover. Let's dive straight in. Chad, uh, great to have you here. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's super fun to be here. And uh, man, I, um, I think this is something we've talked about and you've heard me talk about it multiple times. I mean, just the growth of selfpublishing.com through the years. I mean, there was eight people when we started and just to be like at this point where we got over 60 employees, Inc. 5,000, three years in a row. And, you know, now we're at this best top podcast and now I'm being interviewed with you. I mean, it's just, it's a cool, it's a cool thing. And so I appreciate you having me on, especially talk about yeah. my book. So it's great. And when a stat that I didn't even think about, I mean, you're running a business within the business. <laughs> like you, you brought in over $2 million in sales just last year, which is bigger than most businesses, <laughs> uh, which is kind of crazy. So we'll talk about the principles behind that. But I guess for starters, I mean, you've talked to over 5,000 people in these publishing consultation calls one-on-one. So these are potential, for context for people, these are potential authors who are like, hey, should I do this? Should I not? They're thinking about working with us. They're thinking about getting started with their book. From those uh, exper- that experience and those calls, what have you seen is kind of like the biggest thing that keeps people from getting started with their book? Oh man, that's that's such a good question. Um, man, when you talk to five thousand people, I think the probably the best thing I've learned in all these is like you you just tend to pick up patterns, right? And you start to notice that everyone that's trying to write a book, start a business, like we we all are the same, and I hear the same things over and over again about, you know, what their fears are, what their challenges are. And like, I could tell you everything I've heard, but it usually boils down into three buckets, right? Someone's having a mindset challenge, you know, they're having, you know, I, I, I have no, I don't believe I have the skill set to do this, 
Or maybe it's something along the lines of, you know, I just, I think I need a system that I can just follow that just shows me what to do. Like everything boils down to those three things. And I know most people probably listen to this podcast and say, oh yeah, it's definitely my mindset. I'm probably holding myself back or, you know, I don't believe I can create this best-selling book. And, um, you know, but, but I would say, you know, the biggest thing that I, I think I hear the most is there are so many people with just amazing, amazing ideas and sometimes I'm listening to these people. I'm like, I don't even feel worthy hearing this idea. Like this is going to be an amazing book. And then they ask me for out validation if it's a good idea. And it's like, it's just mm. that self-sabotage. Right. And, mm. and so that would be the biggest challenge that I hear most people come to me with, which is like, is it good? Is it going to be, is this worth even talking about? If it's not, I'll just get off the phone. I'm just like, man, Got like it. you're a CEO or whatever. Yeah. And you're nervous, right? You know, that imposter yeah. syndrome. So oh, this is exactly what I was about to say. I was going to say, so it sounds like imposter syndrome and it sounds like almost needing, borrowing the belief from someone else to get started that I'm worthy of writing this book. Is that, yes. is that kind of the biggest thing? 100%. Yeah. I mean, most people are looking for that validation. Is this okay to do? Mm-hmm. Regardless of all the accolades that they've already achieved, because we talked to some amazing people, you know, yeah. um, famous professional artists, you know, we talked to top best selling, you know, authors already or CEOs, whatever, you know? So, yeah, it's, it's, it is. I, I feel like, we get to do one of the coolest things ever. And it's, and it's, I think kind of one of the most interesting jobs ever. Cause you just get to talk to just the, cr- I mean, the people we see booking calls with us, but it's just like, what in the world? It's like NFL yeah. athlete or Senator or just like crazy yeah. experience in professions. And so it makes for really fun conversations. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So someone's coming in, they're on that call. They're like, oh man, I don't know if I have the mindset to do this. Like, I don't believe myself, or I don't know if I have the skill set. Is this book going to actually be any good? Or I don't know how to do this. I need a, a, a process to follow. The, all of those are kind of in buckets of, of indecision. And I think a lot of times you get people come on the call. They're like, oh, cool. Uh, you know, let me talk to my spouse. Oh, cool. Maybe next year, maybe someday. Do I have the time yeah. to write the book? It's like writing yeah. a book is not this thing that people are just like, Hey, I've got to do it right now. So oftentimes people want to procrastinate. How do you kind of help people get off the fence and make a decision to actually commit to this book on those calls? Oh man. Another good question. You know, procrastination, you know, I I don't know where I came this, where this came from, but we live in a procrastination, right? Most people, the default of society is we want to wait to take action on anything right? I mean, before you propose to your spouse, you know, whatever, like you got to think about it. Okay. Like this is a big deal, you know, before you buy your first home, I mean, before you take that job, you know, and then you always go to someone else. I think there is this element where as kids, we grow up and this is deeper than I thought. And as I'm starting to think about it, you know, we're so used to asking for parents for validation. And so I think as we grow older, we always are looking for that to someone to tell us it's okay. And it feels scary to go do something that one, most people haven't done before. And especially it's super vulnerable. Like you're about to publish a book on an idea, right? That you believe is like, you just know the best content on it. And is it okay to do it? Is it okay if I do this chat? And so, you know, when I start chatting with people, um, you know, when we talk about like urgency and and, and we, we start thinking about like, what is really holding people back? 
You know, you definitely, you know, when I'm chatting with someone, they have a great idea. I mean, those are the best ones because man, it's so exciting just to be like, you have an amazing idea. You can do this. But, but also, you know, there's that element of there's so many people and there's probably a lot of you on this podcast where you've been thinking about this for two, three, five, 10, 15, 20 years, and you still haven't started. Okay. And I think sometimes that comes from this feeling of you, you hold this status where you think you have to climb so high to be successful. When in reality, you just need to go deeper. Okay. Into the piece of just like actually getting it done. Right. And knowing that it's going to be done is better than perfect. But it's that it's that more of that element of man, oh, man, if you've been thinking about it, like, what are you worried about? We're all going to die someday. And hey, might as well leave your mark, write your book. And who knows? You're never going to know if it's going to be successful unless you do it. Right. So you just got to take that action. That's great. And I mean, we always talk about, hey, people who pay, pay attention. And so I think a lot of times the thing that happens on the on, on the call, it's, it's symbolic. It's like, all right, I know this is no small amount of money, but and and as soon as I decide to do this and spend this money, it's done, right? For a lot of people. And so it's that's almost the symbol. There's a lot of symbolism in even just that decision mm-hmm. to say, hey, I'm gonna sign up, I'm gonna work with you guys. You've so you know, you you've been with the company for uh, for a, a few years and obviously had a bunch of these calls. Five. You've been able to see, <laughs> yeah, five. Uh you've been able to see like a lot of just not only on the I mean, it'd be one thing if you're just talking to people first time on that first call, right? But you've been able to see, all right, I had that call, and then year one, year two, year three later, what happened with that author? So what have you noticed is kind of like some of the common traits? of the most successful authors that you've talked with? Great question. So when I'm thinking about some of the people I've spoken with, I think that's a cool blessing to still be here, right? Because most people, they leave a company in a year and then they forget and they go on do something else. But it's pretty cool to see the full circle. It's not like I just started doing this and I just signed someone up. I'm like, cool, you're going to publish your book. But man, to think about, you know, the Mike Ackers or the Hayden Crabtrees, right? Author Skip to Flip and the DiLorenzo's when they signed up for, you know, Six Pillars of Intimacy, right? You know, it's so cool just to see that, you know, what I told them would work actually does. But also I think there's this willingness to realize that, hey, if, if it is to be, it is up to me. Okay. I think when you're an author, when you're an entrepreneur, if you're anything, you got to realize that like your success is not just going to be because you paid this company or because you chose this person to mentor you. Ultimately it is up to you. Okay. You know, and um, you know, not only do we give people a process, so one, you got to be coachable. Okay. We're going to give people a process. Their book is going to be launched powerful and it's going to make a difference right out the gates. All right. And then we're going to tell them, Hey, these are things you can keep doing to maintain that momentum to where it's not just going to be another dud on Amazon that has no reviews. And now you can say, Hey, I wrote a book, right? But people are going to look at it and you're going to say, man, I'm so proud of this. Right. And, and so the first thing, like I said, is they're coachable. And then the second thing is they believe that, Hey, I have to take action too and be willing to do the little things or the hard things that some people aren't willing to do. Right. Like reach out for podcasts, you know, because marketing never stops. That's a reality. Right. So you got to know in your words, you got to know Sam, right? Sales and marketing. Oh, Sam, love that guy. I've learned <laughs> to love that guy. So I so I love that. So um common traits of most successful authors are coachable, they're action takers, and they're willing to get outside their comfort zone and do the things that a lot of other people uh won't do. And in a lot of cases, that's becoming friends with Sam. 
uh, sales and marketing. Now let's talk about the flip side. What what are the common traits of the, uh, of the people you've seen who don't do so well? Um, So either they never, they never even write their book or the book doesn't do well. Like what are those things that people can avoid um, that you've seen as commonalities with our least successful authors? Yep. So biggest thing is fear of rejection. So mindsets. All right. We create the people that I see don't be successful. They never write their book. They create this false reality in their head of what is going to happen if they publish this book. Okay. And then the mind is so powerful that what we tell ourselves is what we believe. Like things happen twice in your life. They happen once in your mind and then they happen in reality. And so there's this element where it's like, man, if if you don't think your books can be successful, of course, you're not going to be motivated to write it. Okay. Of course, you're not going to actually do it. And of course, it's not going to be successful because you never did it. Right. But you're, it's that self-sabotage. Right. And so when you're fearing of like, what are people going to think if I do this, if you start to create that vision in your mind, you've already lost. Right. And so, and I think that's the beauty of writing a book, being an entrepreneur, being a pioneer of anything is like, you really can write your own path. Right. And so that mindset is the first thing that I see is like the biggest thing that I have to help a lot of people overcome and just be like, man, you are so worth it. And you have an amazing idea. And you just got to be willing to say, hey, it's okay for me to invest in me for once. Cause man, people spend so much money on stuff. And if they go back through all their statements, I guarantee you can at least rack up 10, 20 grand, you know, and say, oh my gosh, that was on something stupid that brought me no value in my life. So, Always number one is the mindset that I catch. And then number two is probably the person that is, I would say, not willing to be coachable. So going back to what we just talked about. And what I mean by that is they don't believe that what a company has to offer or a process or a system that's been done by everybody else will work for them that that have been successful, right? So there's that that little feeling of, you know, I can see why it worked for them, them, and them, and them, but I probably, if I did it, it ain't going to work, right? And even though that ties back to, you know, mindset, but really it's coachability. Like, are you willing to do the things that have been tried and true with a blaze trail to be mm. successful, right? Mm. That's great. That's really great. And I'm going to add something in here that I think is going to uh, ruffle some feathers, but I'll say it anyway. Uh, so I... <laughs> I was having a conversation the other day with Ruth Sukup, um, who you know has one of the most popular episodes on this podcast of self-publishing versus traditional publishing. She's published a bunch of books, traditionally published, self-published. And she was like, do you ever have, she's like, do you ever run into just like this imposter syndrome? You help a lot of women with working, uh, helping with their books. Like, do you ever run into like this imposter syndrome and that I'm not worthy and all these things? I'm like, yeah, all the time. And, and I told her, I'm like, you know, it's, it's so interesting because I'm like, I feel like a lot of the women that we talk to are the most capable and least confident. Uh, and then a lot of the men that we talk to are the most confident and the least capable. <laughs> it's almost like this inverse where it's like yeah. a lot of the women that we talk to, they have these incredible ideas and incredible books. And they're like, I don't know, can I do this? Maybe my spouse is like, no, don't spend that money or whatever it is. And so they're like, I don't know, can I do this? And that's probably, I'm assuming a lot of these calls where it's like, hey, you can do this. But then on the flip side, it's like a lot of the guys that they'll, they'll have just, uh, I, I think Ruth and I were talking about, it's like unearned confidence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, yep. 
you yeah. know, they're moderately talented, of course, but sure. if there's this hubris. And then on those calls, I've heard from you and others on the sales team. A lot of times we have to say like, oh, hey, you think you know everything? You think you know how to do this? Well, why, why aren't we talking? Why haven't you done the book yet? Yeah. Uh, and so yeah. I just think it's Drop just interesting, you know, not trying to gender stereotype here, but it's just, it's a, it's a commonality of, of what we've seen. And so I think that's the kind of what you're saying too, is like, it, it's on these two ends of the spectrum, whether it's male, female, or whether it's just, you know, where you're at listening to this is, is both the belief, the confidence and the coachability kind of like that, that, that all the, all three of those uh, kind of coming into one there. I don't know. Have you seen that play out a good bit? Oh yeah. Yeah. One thing that, that um, when you said this, which I think is always an interesting thing where, you know, whether it's a spouse, a family member, you know, friend that's either going to support someone, a sponsor to like publish their book, right. Or, you know, investor, if that's a better term, they're going to pay for it, right. For you or help you pay for it, you know, um, to help someone that's listening to this podcast and like, you're all in, you want to do this, but you got to get the other person um, that's in your wheelhouse on your team, you know, the first thing you got to do is you got to be absolutely certain that this is what you want to do. And you have to be willing to have that feeling like I'm burning the boats, right? If you ever heard that, right? You got an island, you burn the boats, you can't go back. And, you know, so that you can bring that certainty to that person and say, no, I'm all in. Like, this is something I'm so passionate about because man, it's so hard, especially for a spouse, the person that loves you, trusts you the most to say no to something. If it's your if it's like your dream to do it, like they just want to know you're serious. Right. And so you got to sell yourself first before you sell somebody else. And um, mm. that's probably the biggest thing that I would just say, if you're, if you're someone in that, that, that place, right. Um, yeah. Cause man, no one's going to believe you or, or, you know, unless you believe in you, right. You probably yeah. heard that before too. Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement um, so I want to, one more question on kind of this bucket, and then I want to get into sure. um, your book and and the process of, uh, of high ticket sales and, and stuff like that, which guys, if you're listening or watching right now, there's a lot of sales principles that have been taught already <laughs> if you're listening <laughs> for them. And then there's also a lot of just really great principles for authors or aspiring authors. So I feel like there's kind of, uh, there's a conversation happening and then there's a meta conversation. <laughs> um, so like a little bit of two birds, one stone up into this point. Uh, knowing what you know now from 5,000 plus uh, one-on-one calls, what would be your advice uh, for an aspiring author who hasn't quite made that decision um, to write their book yet? Great question. Um, obviously, get started, right? And getting started is actually starting to write daily, or if you're someone that was like me, weekly, Okay. And, you know, you, if you've heard Chandler talk about this or through some of our, you know, webinars or trainings where you say, Hey, write and publish a book in 90 days. Some people are like, Oh my gosh, how is that possible? It can't be what a hook, whatever. Um, but man, oh man, create a plan for yourself. Okay. Because for me, it took me two months to write my manuscript. Okay. My up and coming book. And whenever I tell someone that they're like, Oh my gosh, Chad, my mind's blown. How did you do that? And 
they, they're waiting for me to like give them this incredibly sexy answer where I said, I worked night, day, ignored my fiance, didn't eat. And I wrote this book. Right. And the reality is, no, it wasn't that. Right. And, and so actually every Saturday I woke up at 6 a.m. till 8 a.m. And I said, hey, this is going to be the moment that I write my book. I grabbed my cup of coffee and I just committed to it every week. And, you know, the, the crazy part is, it's just like someone that loses weight, you know, when they lose 30 pounds, like everyone's like, how did you do it? And if they just tell you the thing like, oh, I just went to the gym and ate healthy for two months. And you're like, oh, that was anticlimactic. I was expecting you did some crazy fad and took this pill or whatever. And so the, the secret here is, you know, one, you got to get started, but two, be consistent because man, mm-hmm. consistency wins in everything, life, business, relationships, Right. And of course, writing a book. And I just did it even on the days I didn't feel like it. There was a couple of those days Mm -hmm. where I just worked on my book for maybe 30 minutes just to write something down. But guess what? It was a win because I made progress. Right. And that helped the habit strengthen. And of course, um, now I got a book that's ready to go. And, you know, it's 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 exciting. Right. So make a plan and stick to it. That's the biggest thing. That's really great. That's awesome, man. I love that. So um, if you're listening to this or watching this right now and you want to chat with Chad uh, one-on-one about your book, uh, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash Chad. Okay. This is if you're serious about writing a book, you want to take the next steps with your book. You want to have one of these calls and maybe on that call, you make a decision to get started uh, and and a decision to work with us uh, at selfpublishing.com. So um, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash Chad if you want to book a call. Uh, and you can both see the process at work, but also, uh, use that call to get started on your book. Right. And we, we can help you there. So, um, this is great. So I want to transition to some book stuff. Um, I guess we've been talking about book stuff the whole time, but, um, (laughs) specifically your book. So obviously, uh, working at selfpublishing.com for five years, you, you know, you, um, you published a book that was co-authored with a few other folks on the sales team kind of earlier in your career. Um, what was the spark to finally write your first solo authored book? Like what yeah. was kind of the spark that led to that? I knew this question was going to come. And, um, you know, it, there, there was actually, I was actually a joke in, in the company in a fun way. It wasn't like, you know, this way of like, but it was always like, oh, Chad, you're going to write that book. And the reason I say yeah. that is because I've actually, I actually have two other books that I've already written and then I just never published them. Okay. And there's some people here that, might be in that boat, right? You've already written something and it's just like, do I do it? Do I get it out there? You know? And, um, you know, one of them was a book that I, that was like a little bit more of like that memoir, self-help, like man, motivational book. And my fear was like, okay, if I, I don't know, I feel like an imposter if I do this one first. And so there's a lot of that. And then I was also kind of young. And so like, I made up all these excuses in my mind, right. Of why I shouldn't do it. And then I started to run another book. <laughs> okay. And that book's about 75% done. And then I came up with the same excuses in my mind. Okay. And then I let a year go by a couple years go by. And then I got made fun of a little bit more, right. <laughs> and just poked at people were poking the bear. And eventually I was like, all right, enough is enough. Like I need to write a freaking book. And, um, and so I wrote, you know, the book on high ticket sales. Um, and that was something where I felt like, man, I am always, people are always asking me one, how can I get better at sales? How can I be, you know, someone that, that doesn't have in the sales world, what we call commission breath, but someone that has like a caring style when they sell. Mm. So 
putting everything into that book was like, okay, this is for coaches. This is for aspiring salesmen. This is for people trying to get better. And it's just like everything I know. And this is what everyone asked me about. And I'm like, it's the broken record conversation. Uh-huh. And it was just so yeah. simple to write it because I just, I've talked about it for years and I've been doing this for a long time since I sold mm-hmm. books door to door. Right. And so, um, so that just made, it was just an absolute no brainer. And then there was that moment and we all have that moment of decision. We're either going to do it or you're not. And I think sometimes you have to, you don't just make this decision quick, but you almost want to take a minute, take a breath, like slow down for a second. And you just got to decide like, man, who you're going to be. And if you want to be an author, an entrepreneur, go freaking be it. And then it's like this thing where you just like everything in your being and you just, you're, it's meaningful. Mm -hmm. And then you take massive action. You just go, right? Don't worry about being perfect. I just wrote my book. I took the best advice from Chandler that was, don't try to edit while you're writing, right? And man, I just, it was quick and it was it was a lot easier and I felt so good about it because I just got to that place I need to be, that state to, to do it, right? That's great. That's really great. So I guess looking backwards, um, what would, what would be, what's the, what are the biggest reflections or lessons learned on kind of the stops and starts? Is there anything that you would have done differently or yeah, just any big lessons learned that, that might be helpful for people who are and either sitting on a couple books that are, that are mostly done yeah. or kind of in that phase of indecision. So I think the biggest thing is surround yourself with good people. Okay. And so I'll tell you why, uh, when I think back to, my first or my one of my books that I was going to write. I remember reaching out to someone that was just close to me. I was like, "Hey, man, think about writing this book." And you know, I was I was already writing. I just didn't want to say I was, you know, because it just felt scary and vulnerable. So I was like, "I'm thinking about writing this book, even though it's seventy percent done." Hey, what do you think? And um, <laughs> I can't share the title because I think I'm still going to use it, so I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. But I share the title with the guy, and he goes, "You want to call all your readers X?" And I was like, oh no, I don't. You're right. And so I scrapped this book and you probably know what book I'm talking about, Chandler. Um, And so I scrapped this book and it was, it was someone that was like, um, I wouldn't say it was in my inner circle, but they were like, you know, in the circle, within the circle, within the circle thing. So they were close enough. And I thought he was someone that would be excited about it. And um, just kind of gave me like that feedback that like just lowered my confidence. And so you know, and uh, for this next book, I was like, I'm not telling him about it until it's done. You know what I mean? And um, and it, he didn't mean to be that way, but it, it broke my confidence a little. And so, you know, when you think of a plant, right? And when a plant, you know, a seed gets planted, okay, of course it blooms into something. But if, man, if it's surrounded by bad soil, obviously that plant is not going to flourish. And so, you know, if you are going to share what you're doing with people, just make sure that you know that these people actually truly are your biggest supporters right. and they want to see you in. Cause man, there are a lot of people that are in our lives that maybe they don't. Right. And yes. so just make sure that who you're sharing that stuff with your goals is going to be someone mm-hmm. that you know is going to empower you, not slow you down. Right. And so that was probably the biggest lesson I learned. And that's what I do with this book. I was like, cool, I'm going to make sure that the people that know I'm doing it are, I know are cheering me on. Like those are the people that like I'm sending my wins to and they're, they're, they're telling me, man, awesome. Keep going. Right. Mm-hmm. This is a great stuff. Like that was so inspiring to have that along the That's way. That's cool. You know, Jim Rohn says uh, you are the average of uh, the five people you spend the most time with, right? And so for anyone listening to this or watching this, um, I'd, I'd invite you to do an audit. <laughs> who are those five people? Uh, and how can you get around people who believe in you and believe in your book, 
right? And, and hopefully that is someone locally that you can talk to, or maybe an accountability partner for a lot of people. I mean, like myself, uh, you know, that's why they end up working with us at selfpublishing.com is because they want to get in the room or come into Author Advantage Live, right? They want to get in the room with people who are like them. And I just remember growing up in a small town in the middle of nowhere and feeling like, man, nobody gets me or understands my goals and ambitions. And I think that's, you know, it's pretty common for people like us and, and, and who are just, you know, very blue collar kind of, uh, uh, you know, middle of nowhere, <laughs> Uh, kind of yeah. uh, people is, you know, you, the guidance counselor says you got five options of, yeah. of jobs that you can do. And and so it's just breaking out of that and getting around people who believe in you, I think is a really great takeaway. Um, let's touch, uh, Chad, on so some of the principles of so the book on high ticket sales. What are the, some of the things that you lay out in that book uh, and maybe even principles in there that could be helpful for authors who want to use the skill set of sales? to sell books, to grow their business using a book. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely go to Amazon, buy that book. Um, and uh, it is it is written, if you've read Chandler's book published, written very similarly, where it tells you exactly what you need to do as if you've never done it before. Okay. So this is not for the world's most experienced person that isn't coachable, right? It is for someone that is always willing to learn more. But, um, but man, I mean, there's so many different layers to sales, and, you know, I'll give you guys just a little bit of a concept um, that we throw around here a lot at selfpublishing.com, right? When we think sales, people think scripted. They think sleazy. Guy's just saying this because he was told to say this. And, you know, really a big concept of that book is embracing what we call here at selfpublishing.com, the conversation structure, okay? And the reason you have a conversation structure, the similar reason why someone prepares for a big speech or a talk, all right, is because you want to know what you're talking about and you want to be organized, okay? Because if it's not organized, people don't latch on, they don't understand. And you know, rule number one is a confused person. They never buy anything from you. So you have to have a conversation structure, okay? So it's not really sleazy at all, but you got to know where you're going so you can properly explain something. So what we break down in that book is the entire process of, you know, how to have an effective structure, okay, um, that helps someone understand what it is that you're trying to offer them. Um, but most importantly, one of the biggest things that, man, I really think that in that book, it's going to separate from so many books is how to sell people with a serving mindset. Because man, oh man, there are so many people out there where their goal is just to make their next dollar. And if you can understand how to sell in a way that truly is helping someone else, to better their goals, their life, whatever it is, man, sales becomes so fun because you're really serving. You're not selling. Okay. Mm. And so um, we go a lot into those concepts and, and there's a lot of different things in there. I think one of the, the biggest things I get a ton of feedback on that uh, anyone here has probably read, or maybe I know you've read it Chandler, but five love languages. Okay. Great book. All right. Um, so you can understand your spouse and their, you know, the way that they express love, right. By Gary Chapman, I believe. Well, in sales, there are people that you're selling to that have what we call buying styles. Okay. And so I break this down in my book so you can understand, you know, how to properly speak to someone based on how they're reflecting their energy back to you right? Because, you know, there's always those people that can be very excited and very excited to talk to you. Then there's those people that are a little bit standoffish, or maybe they're an analytical thinker, right? They want to know every little detail. So we break down those four types. Um, so you can just feel confident that, man, I know who I'm talking to, and I know how I need to approach this situation to really level up my game. And man, it just game changer. I mean, people That's love great. that stuff. 
Uh, that's that's awesome. And a couple quick follow-up notes there. Um, so it, Gary Chapman, Five Love Languages, I mean, wildly popular book. Uh, love that book. Highly recommend it. If you want to listen to his episode on the podcast, um, check it out. We talk about, um, gosh, I think it was like 10, 10 or 30 million people that have uh, felt, done the Five Love Languages quiz. And he talks about that and the book and all that. So that's a good resource. I love what you mentioned on sales as service. And if you truly believe in what you're selling, it's your moral obligation to get the person to buy it because you know that you will help them and you're making their life better. So whether that's in with your book or the product or service that you're selling, um, sales is service. If you believe in the product and if you if you have a good product that you know is going to help people. Um, so I think that's really great. Um, we're we're uh, I'm long on questions and short on time. <laughs> uh, so uh, maybe just um, final couple things would be. Yeah. Um, can you see a little bit, what are you going to be talking about at Author Advantage Live? Uh, I know you're going to be building on some of the concepts in this book and how people can do sales um, and, and learn the sales skill set. But what are you going to be talking about there and why should people come uh, to the event? Oh, man, uh, this is probably the year that I'm most excited to speak at AL. Um I, uh, I've always traditionally talked about sales, right? And, um, and then I always tried to embed some motivation in there, you know, cause I'm like, I want to, I want to like, like help people just like believe in themselves. And so, um, I get this beautiful topic of talking about overcoming imposter syndrome and man, oh man, I've been prepping for this. I got so much good stuff that just like gave me confidence. Cause man, it's easy when you look at that lineup. Russell Brunson, Michael Hyatt, Amy Porterfield. I mean, hell, Elrod, right? Just to name a few, Chandler Bolt, right? Um, it's uh, it's this crazy thing because like part of me at a moment when I saw that, I was like, I feel like a fraud, right? But, you know, and, and so the stuff that I've been like preparing for this, I'm like, man, no. Uh, like this moment was created for me and you know not uh not just out of luck right and so it's um it's been really cool and i'm excited to share to help other people obviously you know push through that thing that so many of us struggle with and yeah you should totally be there i mean it's it's a great event you know we fly all the speakers in so it's it's not just you know this zoom thing it's uh there's actually good to see people on tv as if it's a you know talk show or whatever we got a host and all the all the gamut so it's going to be awesome. Guys, um, if you haven't heard of it, it's a three-day virtual experience. It's, it's, like Chad said, it's not just an event, it's an experience. Uh, and all you have to do is go to authoradvantagelive.com, uh, grab a ticket. Uh, the event's happening real soon. Prices are going up. Um, don't miss it. If you do miss it, just grab a ticket for next year. Um, but go to authoradvantagelive.com uh, and join us at the event. Come see Chad speak. Um, so Chad, um, where can people go uh, to find out more about you, to grab a copy of the book, all that good stuff? Yep. Great question. So of course, Amazon, you know, Barnes and Noble, all these places uh, carry my book online. Um, but the other place you want to find more about me, um, obviously connect with me on LinkedIn, um, Instagram, Chad Alio. It's just C-H-A-D-A-L-E-O. Just search that handle, first and last name, and you'll you'll find me. I think I'm... Uh, Think one of the only Chad Elios in the world. So, <laughs> so you Google me, you know, you'll find me there too. But um, but that's gonna be the best way. And um, love to connect. I mean, if you learn something from my book, or if you have questions about it and want to go deeper on something, feel free to reach out. I love helping people. Um, you know, whether it's sales, I got this vision, this idea, what do you think? Obviously, book a call with me, selfpublishing.com forward slash Chad. 
and we'll talk about it. And um, who knows, maybe this is the life-changing moment, you know, and, uh, you know, we set kind of the pace for what is to come for you. Let's go. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, guys, three things to do right now. Number one, grab a copy of the book on high ticket sales, Chad's new book. Uh, Number two, uh, grab a ticket for Author Advantage Live so you can see Chad speak in person. That's authoradvantagelive.com. Number three, for the overachievers uh, who are ready to get started now with your book uh, and and, and maybe uh, talk with Chad about that, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash Chad. Uh, Chad, you're the man. Thanks for this. This was awesome. Yeah, always, always fun chat with you, Chandler. So thanks again. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you could be listening to, YouTube channels that you could be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast, wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, And then number three, this is probably the most important, uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right. Reviews are super important and help the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, So number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that, I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step, so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.